Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Forefront Podcast. We are a community of pioneers exploring and building at the forefront of the Web3 playground. We've dug through the noise and surfaced the signal on the state of the art of tokenized communities in the internet native economy. Enjoy this bi-weekly roundup of the latest and greatest in social tokens, DAOs, and more. All right, so hello everybody. Welcome to Forefront Hangouts um, with Shiny. Super excited about this one. We've been trying to get this planned for a while and we finally made it work. So hopefully uh, much more to come after this. But I think best way to get started um, is usually just with some quick intros. So if you guys want to take it one by one, we'll go from there. Sure. Hey, everybody. Uh, I guess as my username is, uh, I'm a Wiseman in Notion. Uh, I help run community at um, and the DAOOps at uh, Shiny Object Social Club. And um, we are a collective of creators, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, and just Web3 enthusiasts that uh, spread the gamut of all the things fun and exciting in the space. Um, what I think uh, sets us apart from everyone else or some other ones, I should say, not everyone, there's a lot of overlap. It's just sort of how we kind of um, uh, approach community and, and really kind of nurture those vibes. And we try to really maintain a strong signal to noise ratio, which is, is quite high in this space. But I think, you know, those who've been at long enough and shout out to the Forefront fam here as well, who also uh, strive to achieve a similar balance. It's always a work in progress. It's never like an end destination. Uh, as you evolve, but um, I probably said more than uh, I should there. I don't know, did I? Uh, but I don't want to step on my my colleague uh, Connor here, who's uh, also he helps uh, run design and, and helps with community as well. And I'm probably just doing a disservice by saying just those two things because he's quite an eclectic individual. Uh, so I'll let him speak for himself. I think that's a polite way of saying I have very strong opinions. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Adam. Um, yeah. So hi everyone. I'm Connor. I do design and identity over at Shiny. Um, if you have seen our logo or any of the design and identity work, um, I have probably had a hand in either directing that or helping to create it or providing the system for it. Um, I also run the NFT Tuesday call and have been in Shiny basically since its inception um, or very shortly after, as has uh, Adam as well. So we thought we'd be a good duo to take this conversation on today. Fantastic duo. Super excited to have you both. Um, all right. So a few ways I want to take this conversation. I think first and foremost, I one of the things I love about Shiny is how like accepting and welcoming it is to people of, from all walks of, of crypto and Web3. Um, and just more broadly, like even outside of crypto and Web3, right? Like you can be a beginner, you can be an expert, and you can still get a lot of value at Shiny. That said, um, would love to hear how y'all made your way into the space, how you found Shiny Object Social Club and, and sort of what that journey's looked like for you guys. Connor, we can start with you on this one, actually. Sure. So I have followed Jack Butcher of Visualized Value for a long time. Um, and our founder, Tom Osman, or Ozzy, um, who created Shiny Object Social Club, I think Jack maybe retweeted one of his tweets or something like that, or I don't actually remember how I found it. But it was one of those tweets where Tom went, oh, by the way, uh, I'm closing the free joining opportunity this week. If you don't join now, you're going to have to start paying a fiat subscription, which is what we were on initially. 
And I was like, right, damn, if I'm not in immediately. Did I freeze or did... Uh, uh, I don't know. Did I, I think you froze. I think you froze, yeah. You didn't miss much. Um, so, <laughs> so I was just explaining that I joined basically off the back of having a desire to learn um, more about um, crypto and NFTs that I started to see pop up a little bit more kind of at the start of 20, uh, 2021. And yeah, Shiny seemed like a good place to start. But I, I mean, I joined when it was it was a free entry. I was like, right, well, if I, I see lots of people talking about this, so let's get in now. Um, but it probably wasn't really until everyone started screaming about Board Ape Yacht Club. And I was like, cool, there's like 10,000 of them. I'm going to go to bed and then get up in the morning and get one. And that didn't happen, obviously. So <laughs> that, at that point, I was like, okay, well, now I need to pay attention. Um, and that's kind of where it started really kicking off. But I've been I've been paying attention to general crypto and DeFi land since like 2017, but ne- have never really had the capacity or the income really to play with it until the last couple of years. So um, that's how I kind of dove in. And now I have a significant amount of NFTs. I don't, I don't dare to count them, honestly. All right. So while uh, Oasmin Edition is giving his answer to this question, I want you to count all of your NFTs and let us know by the end of it. Um, but <laughs> but uh, Adam, if you want to go ahead real quick. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it, it would be a long time. We'll be waiting for Connor for a long time. If that's, that's, that's the case. Um, so my introduction is, uh, through Ozzy, um, or Tom Osmond again, he, uh, when he was working at MakerPad, uh, last year, um, which again, for those who uh, don't know, is, is a no code initiative to on-ramp learning for just all things, no code in that case. Uh, it was like right time, right place because that thing really proliferated. And, um, when the pandemic hit, you know, that was a, uh, that coincided with my journey in terms of thinking of, okay, I want to think of other skills I can up my game on. And that's how I came into to contact with Ozzy through MakerPad. Um, and then basically at the end of last or two years ago, I should say now, because time is nebulous and it's weird, um, that uh, I said, listen, I don't know where you're, what you have planned for next year, but like, if you're doing anything, like keep me posted. I really would enjoy to like collaborate with you on something, even though we don't know what that thing was. And Ozzy just coincidentally also was, trying different forms of community. Uh, he had some on Circle for a while and um, was just sort of figuring out kind of what his next steps would be. Uh, flash forward to spring of last year when things started to sort of take shape a bit more. And, you know, my background is is more in film and television, actually, and post-production. So um, I'm all it's about, like, collaboration. And I was very much keen on, like, you know, even just remote work, like, a decade ago. And even though you know, it was at the barrier or limitation of like, say, internet speed at that time. We're always trying to try to find and strategize ways to sort of collaboratively work together. So um, the fact that this has sort of evolved and the pandemic sort of put that into another sort of high gear. Um, I, when Ozzy's like, okay, I think I got something going on here with Shining Up Social Club. It originally was sort of more of a uh, an agency perspective in terms of what he wanted to do with it. Um, but uh, we thought, okay, we'll go figure out what's going on. And then, um, as some people like to say in Shiny, rock happened. And that is, uh, he was able to flip a, uh, a one of the original OG NFTs for rock for quite a large sum of money. And uh, that gave him the capital and drive to say, okay, we can, we can do something with this. But at the same time, organically, the, um, the community was kind of coming together. So, well, I won't get too ahead of myself there. We can kind of pace out. But uh, 
again, I guess bullet point view of I come from a, a, of a different world, uh, big into community collaboration, linked up with Aussie, and uh, I guess the rest is history. Heck yeah, yeah! I joined Shiny. Oh man, it was before it was. I, I think it was like before you had to pay to enter. No, 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 no. It was it was when you had to pay to enter, but there was still like this application process, and there were no NFTs yet. Um, and it was it was it was quite different than what it looks like today. And uh, it, it's super super cool to see how far y'all come. Um, on that note, I think like another great preface for the rest of this conversation is just like what is Shiny Object Social Club? So I know one of you guys mentioned that it's like a there was like this agency like service down model. Um, there's a lot of stuff on the no code side of things, but then also f- like as, as a result of Ozzy's audience, um, also attracted a lot of NFT folks. So like, what was the original vision for the organization and then how has it evolved to what it is today? And like, what would you say that thing is today? Should I, <clears throat> sorry, should I take that from the start? Because we've just started getting some new copywriting done actually, which kind of summarizes this wet really nicely on like a general scope and then maybe adam you could dive into what the main topics of discussion are at the moment yeah for sure go for it <clears throat> so one of the main and original visions uh for shiny was to effectively make work more fun to make learning feel more like play um and to figure out a way that we could all pass more of the noise and filter more of the noise that is absolutely bombarding everybody on a daily basis and essentially uh, provide what you would call an alpha channel, but as an entire community. So rather than being focused in on, say, um, like, uh, I don't know, like maybe Bankless does, where it's like purely DeFi, like it doesn't really, the, the audience and the community guides the topic of discussion. So unlike, say, going into the Cool Cats Discord, where there's just hundreds of people doing like idle chit chat throughout the day, um, Shiny is much more topic focused. Um, and the, the tagline I've literally pulled up from the copy we've just had done in front of me, um, where Shiny is as varied as your interests and as focused as your deep work. Anything new, exciting and promising probably has its own Shiny Discord channel and Shiny and, and ambitious Shiny members obsessed with it. And that's, I think, a good way to summarize the broad discussion um, of what Shiny is. And I think a, a really cool phrase that we've come up with for it is being hyper-focused fo- hyper on being unfocused. So it's not a particular topic, but when we do pick a topic, it's like we're going so deep that you're going to be almost an expert in it in like a week. And then we'll move on to the next thing. Is how I'm seeing Shiny at the moment. Spot on. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, yeah, I think that really summarizes us at in nutshell. And, um, it was kind of interesting because, uh, Connor and I had worked with, uh, a member of shiny sort of nailed down this copy because it's sort of like, how do you capture sort of all the things that go on here? And I think it does a really good job of sort of capturing kind of the high level thinking that we try to, um, really, uh, encourage at shiny and, and again, keeping that signal to noise and making sure that people are having fun and that things are topic driven, as I mentioned, it is really paramount to sort of helps us uh, apart and really sort of uniquely, I just excel the attributes that we have as a community and, and bring out the best in us. And it's so far it's, it's worked swimmingly. So I'm excited for uh, where that will go forward. 
and what are we focusing largely on like as a community right now because i've obviously given a broad overview but for people who don't know anything about shiny adam what's the main topic of discussion and how's that changed since we started sure uh well the main topic as we're going into now is is partnerships you know i think it's it seems to be i feel like one thing with this ecosystem at large is that there seems to be a like the hive mind at work i see a lot of people trying to do down collaborations and things of that nature and so we're also having our own version of how partnerships work and um you know we were kind of want to experiment with not just down down or anything of that nature but just other ways we can kind of uh move the needle forward uh so that's irl collaborations we have um one of our biggest partnerships kind of came at the tail end of last season, uh, last year, and moving into this year, that's our collaboration with OpenSea, which is a uh, pretty much an extension. If you are super really C, big. but yes, super C. Thank you. I uh, thank you for correcting me there. <laughs> Always get this too confused, even though they work together. Super C. Uh, and yeah, it's just like it's really a uh, you know it will hold, if you are in NFTs, this will uh, this ups your game like significantly, and so. Um, for those who have the nature, we, we definitely, uh, it's definitely been um, a major thing to help bring in new members, but also for current members to just up their game. Um, we also have a partnership with um, a organization um, called um, Dose, which does mental fitness, because obviously, you know, mental, fit, uh, which is not just mental health, but also other ways to sort of work on soft skills and sort of broaden that sort of um aspect to uh, members who may be struggling with things or just want to have a better order of how to go about things uh, to give a bit more of a work-life balance. Um, and uh, so we thought that was a very unique approach. And that's their first forte into the Web3 space. So we also want to help bring people into the Web3 space through partnerships. Um, we also have a partnership with uh, a organization called Trades, which is uh, one of the largest sort of um, employers of trades people in the UK. And so it's it's getting people who are and very much an IRL not uh, not usually crypto focused or uh, web three focused into uh, educating them and bringing them to them into the web three fold. So you know it's one of those mutual parties both benefit. You know, and not all boats rise with it as we sort of set these trends. So it'll be interesting to see how these things play out. But we're very um, excited to to really yeah just sort of experiment and move the needle forward as I mentioned. Yeah, and we started out like shiny originally when I joined was largely focused and in terms of topics of discussion anyway largely focused around no code and zapier and automation tools um but the community at large has dictated the direction we've gone in and that has obviously then opened doors to allow um other opportunities and other partnerships as adam's just described yeah i didn't i didn't do justice to uh again previously we're coming i kind of focused in my spot there kind of where we're going um, but yeah, as Connor had mentioned, you know, that that sort of builder community plus NFT focus community and how they intermingle. And, um, you know, we, we really try to emphasize too, to sort of keep a bit of a balance, even though there is heavy NFT talk and trade, uh, two other skills that people bring into the community, uh, you know, because we are, there's an application process and because we kind of just go through to see if this is the right fit um, and if this would jive. So we want to also pay, you know, let people who come in with various skills, the ability to sort of learn and explore new things. We also do try to attract users who come with a bevy of experience and how they can kind of use that as a stepping stone to sort of uh, meet new people as well as just get involved in all different things, Web3. And as you know, Jihada, like, you know, once you're in, you're in. Like, it doesn't take much. If you find the right community and you find the right click, then you're. it's not going to take much to convince you that you should go all in. 
yeah, music to my ears, honestly. Like that that definitely makes tons of sense to me. I'm curious from you guys' perspective, like shiny object. Should, do you guys just say shiny or do you say shiny object social club every time? I feel like we just say shiny. Yeah. Easier. That's, <laughs> and that's also why I like we have a full word mark and all the design stuff for the full name, but I was like, I am not putting shiny object social club on every single one of our graphics. <laughs> it's just way too, like it's a great name, but it's way too long. <laughs> it is a great name. It is a great name, and I want some shiny object social club merch, but like I don't want to say shiny every year. Like no. the whole yeah, feel you, feel you. But anyway, um, how is Shiny thinking about, well, backing up, being like the definition almost of like a, a quintessential social DAO? Um, Shiny has a lot of like very unique features relative to many other DAOs in the space who are like primarily focused on building product or primarily focused on um, services, right? Even Forefront to some extent started off with the the newsletter the marketplace the profile pages so while we sort of like went into this world of social DAOs and we're like talking about social DAOs a lot given our focus on social tokens um we we started off with some sort of like product or offering on the other hand shiny started off in like a very fwb-esque way focused specifically on membership community and like high quality conversation how do you think that's changed the development of the DAO and the development of the community? And what like unique challenges do you think you guys face relative to other DAOs you've seen in the space? It's a good one. Um, well, my take on it is, um, you know, I think communities we've kind of, well, I feel like it's really the bedrock for all this, and that you know we were very kind of we spent the first season and the first few months really kind of. So, you know, other people play in the space. We really want to rush into things. I think it's so nascent still that um, some other leaders in the space who have a few months or, or more time than us in it, uh, as we know, you know, one month or one day into this world is like a week in the regular world. So time is is a wonky concept. Um, but just sort of really kind of observing and not rushing into things and seeing what works. But knowing that community in general is something that's beyond the internet and, and before any of this stuff even existed. Uh, if you can kind of really get that right and you can kind of nurture that and figure out what that is, then it's really going to help you weather the storm and, and through all the sort of fly-by-night changes that kind of happen in this space too. So we really just spend a lot of time organically growing our community and figuring things out. And as Connor had mentioned, you know, we let the community also help dictate kind of where we should go. We don't want to try to put too many interests. We'll have some North Stars and things we want to focus on, but they're general kind of goals and they're nothing that is really kind of in concrete. So we, we really kind of want to... Hear, here on feedback kind of like how we're doing it and making sure we're pivot and um you know we've had some really good e examples of that where you know we kind of came in with for instance like the voting because voting is obviously a big part of uh, of this landscape too but how we deal with voting we want to make sure that is it's kind of covering people's concerns as well we don't want to just sort of you know snapshots very much the de facto way to vote and we just realized that it didn't really service our needs there's other things we wanted to be able to offer for voting and then of course you know there's major consensus voting and then just sort of like low consensus voting and just sort of delineating between the two of what's what and then communicating that to the community in terms of how we're going to go about these things. So that's like an evolutionary process. But, you know, all this stuff happens out of experimentation and um, there's definitely benefit to having deep conversations and then uh, acting on it as opposed to just sort of jumping in um, too quickly. Um, Connor, is there anything yeah. else? Yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah, to build on that. Um, also, the reason I don't think we focused heavily on building products or making services or things like that yet is because the community is often still figuring that out for themselves. So 
we're not trying to like there's some stuff that we're doing behind the scenes there's some initiatives that we're doing um and led by core teams so let's say the copywriting we're doing for the new website or merchandise and things like that stuff that we want to be doing as core team that will benefit the entire community obviously we're kind of setting those in stone but there are other things that have kind of come through um people's desire to understand more of the community or to they see a problem themselves and they make something to fix it or solve that so we have the shiny podcast which is exclusive for um shiny members which is one of our members uh, a guy called pet he is an award-winning podcaster and one week he just sent us a message and was like hey uh, want to make a shiny podcast can i do it and we're like yeah hell, hell yeah man go for it um and now i think something like 30 or 40 percent of the of our users and our community are signed up to that. And it, he says that it's one of the best listener rates for a podcast he's ever had um, in terms of percentage. We've also got people making a shiny digest, um, which is then paired with bots that are exclusive to our discord. So we have a couple of people in there who are really great at building bots. And one of the bots we have is twofold. So you can bookmark things. So you just, press the bookmark emoji and it, the bot will send you a DM. So you never lose an important piece of information or an important link or a, uh, a message that you want to save for later. But there's also the other side of this where the bot, if you uh, tag it with newspapers, the community can effectively upvote like on Reddit, where you put a bunch of em uh, newspaper emojis on a particular post. That post then gets sent to the content curation team and it ends up in the shiny digest once a week. Because people have seen the problem of like, there is so much happening and so much alpha and so much discussion that people have been building tools for Shiny completely on their own. And often will turn up and like in the morning or in a week and someone will say, oh, well, I've had this idea or people in the content channel have made a marketing plan or um, someone's done a UX onboarding flow. So this stuff is all happening semi-automatically with some light nudging because people are finding, I think, benefit in Shiny as a whole and it benefits them to work on Shiny and bring more people in as well. So it's like a self-feeding uh, cycle, which is it, it's amazing to watch it work. Absolutely. Um, and it's been really impressive that we can set initiatives, we can set bounties if we want to, but we also know that there's a, so much talent within Shiny that people are able to connect with each other and do things on their own. Um, occasionally, I'll get a tag of like, hey, Connor, can I do this with the design stuff? And I'm like, just download it. Like, just go for it. Um, just really please don't mess up my logo because I'll be very upset. But other than that, you can do whatever you want. Yeah? So, but it, it's things like this. You set the core pillars. We set the tone. We set the direction. And people have been absolutely... Uh, enthusiastic and brilliant at picking that up and running with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's super interesting to see this like very organic incubation that occurs within social communities. Um, and we've been Thank like, you for summarizing my thoughts. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was trying to get to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, at Forefront, we've been thinking about this like from a, like a, a very like deep product perspective. Right. And I see Ed in the audience. I know he's been like deep down this rabbit hole of like what this looks like for Forefront, how we can like have like top down product strategy that we get to the community involved in versus like bringing things that are already bubbling up from the community and like, like highlighting them and spotlighting them. Um, I think FWB does a really great job of this as well. 
given that like they don't have a formal incubation program. But if you see like any time FWB, like uh, somebody in the FWB community launches a project, everybody in the community is tweeting about it. Um, and there is some sort of like formal, at least like marketing push or somewhat formal marketing push behind that particular project to support that community member. Um, and on the other side of things, like with Seed Club, they started Seed Club Ventures particularly, like specifically for this reason. Like A, it was to just like have the community get more involved in like other ecosystem investments. But B, it was also because they saw so much happening within like their cohorts um, of like other projects that were popping up. And they knew that like given the crazy deal flow they were seeing, they wanted the opportunity to invest. Um, I'm curious from you guys' perspective, like obviously it doesn't have to be as robust as as an investment ecosystem. Forefront doesn't have that either. but how are you guys thinking about like, like formally versus informally supporting some of these like projects that are popping up that you mentioned, Connor? And like, um, what's like, what do you think is too much support to the point where it, it then becomes like inauthentic, or you you lose that like the magic of the the organic growth? You want to take this one, Connor? Yeah, I'm just thinking. Um, I I think authenticity is something that is impossible to quantify. And I think that even the discussion of what is authentic and what is not um, is like summoning summoning the boogeyman almost. It's like, oh, well, now we're talking about it and you've just thrown all the bias in and it's all it, everything gets all sticky and weird. So what I think we're trying to do with Shiny is provide direction and see what people build. I think there are some initiatives that we will lay out very clearly. Like, we need this, or we want that. Um, but we never sit down and go like, right, anything outside of these 10 things, we are going to effectively shut down and or ban and or prevent from happening. Um, which I think often, obviously we would do that if it was, causing harm to somebody but what i'm trying to say here is that the initiatives that are put forward are never so cut and dry that there is no room for discussion and there is no room for experimentation because i said this the other day um in in shiny just off off the cuff it wasn't really much thought to it but i said that if it's not fun why bother doing it and that's obviously not the case for everything in life but when we think about shiny People pay to be there, um, and I want that experience for them um, to be as enjoyable and as, um, what's the right word, as intriguing and maybe sparking their curiosities as much as possible, more so than like setting a roadmap and doing sprints. Because I know some DAOs and communities do that, and there are people in our community who love doing that. Like we had someone do like a, a marketing sprint uh, or a UX sprint the other day between like three members. And that's great. I love it. And the work they've done is amazing. But I don't think I'd ever want to enforce that onto other members as a like core member. I think it would just cause distrust and being like, oh, well, you're telling us we have to go this way in a community that is specifically designed for exploring new things feel a bit counterintuitive yeah totally um in addition to that i just want to mention that you know there's a theme also we have kind of have as well which is like don't be the blocker like if our um 
you know, ways of doing things are just preventing other people from, it may, we may be comfortable with it, but if it's really preventing other people from adapting, then, you know, or, or we are the way, what's getting in the way of progress, then let's have a conversation about it. So we're not that, and we don't really kind of know sometimes if we're really enthusiastic about certain things, you could use a lot of that enthusiasm sort of cloud kind of how to go about something. So just constantly checking with the community as well and, and making sure that, uh, you know, we're, we're on, you know, we know where we're coming from is a really big aspect to making sure that we kind of keep ourselves in check. So um, I'm never too far into something to, never, to take myself out of it and just sort of realize, I guess, force from the trees type of thing. Uh, is this going the right direction? Is this make sense with, this, with the rest of the community? Are we getting the right kind of feedback? And, you know, to cut what Connor mentioned as well, just, just not trying to quantify things to a degree where they just become so regimented. Uh, there's like a, there's a, direction but also it's loose so um i guess rails is also a term we've used you know just creating the rails so people can can work on things and collaborate but not get in the way again of really um impeding someone's flow yeah this is this is almost just like a a dow-wide problem in philosophy not just like in this particular topic that we're talking about right like Again, I use Forefront as an example just because we're here and that's that's what I know best. But like one of the things we were thinking about in, in putting together our contributor framework and how we're going to comp folks and, and what it looks like for to engage and, and get onboarded um, is that you want to keep things as organic as possible um, because obviously like people's excitement is going to be like uh, like or excitement is generally organic and you don't want to like stifle that in any way. But at the same time, like a, you need to give people rails so that there's not chaos. And also B, you need to keep, give people rails because otherwise there are some people who might have been excited who did not get excited because they had no idea what the next steps were or what to do next. Um, so that finding that balance of like providing structure without overstructuring is, is so, so difficult. And I think you guys are doing a fantastic job of it. Um, I also think this has a role in governance, which I would like to like sort of transition this combo to real quick. Before I get to that, if anybody in the audience currently has a question, please uh, feel free to ask in the hangout text or just like raise your hand. Um, but yeah, one thing governance related is like with, with some of these projects that you guys mentioned, they're, they're sort of like these ad hoc projects that people are working on individually that don't necessarily need like a, a formal proposal or like are, are allocating the treasury in any formal way. Um, but with those even like more formal projects, you do want the opportunity for folks to be able to propose and like steward an initiative and, and like have some sort of ownership over like how the DAO is running and, and what is being worked on. Um, how do, how are you guys thinking about that at Chiny? Um, and like, especially given the fact that, as you mentioned, everybody is paying to be in the organization. Um, do you think that there is a lower barrier to entry to governance um, or a lower barrier to entry to like spin up an entirely new project within the shiny ecosystem, given that like people have sort of met that threshold of like paying so you know they're committed? Um, I do want to say, yeah. Uh, great question. And um, I'm going to wrap with Connor here because uh, first thing that came to mind is that, you know, one thing we saw kind of early on was like in terms of creating rails, as you mentioned, uh, one thing Connor had done, we realized that we had sort of come together through kind of almost some, a few failed or, or half-started attempts 
right, we need to sort of set a standard here. And um, we kind of had to put together this thing and walk people through a proposal process to see how this is how we're looking for proposals. Here's how we want to kind of approach. Uh, if you have an idea, here's some, again, rails to sort of go on. And this sort of structure will help both you sort of um, clarify your thoughts, because a lot of people, not everyone comes from the same sort of thinking. So some people are more well-versed than others. But here's a, a form you can fill out that sort of answers or asks you those questions. So you can kind of fill it in a certain way. And then that goes directly to a channel within our Discord. And then the community gets pinged. And we can have a discussion about that proposal. And uh, we can attribute a budget to it. And then we can go from there. So, um, But there was a session where Connor had, uh, had, had put together and is accessible on demand for people who are new here. To, to shiny um, of how to kind of go about this process and, and how we're thinking about it and, and really kind of taking you through, um, yeah, just a structured way to kind of go about it. And I think that did wonders uh, to sort of clarify um, just our approach and our thinking towards it and also help people who, who have an idea, but don't know how to express it. So it was win-win in that scenario. Um, and um, I don't know if I'm answering all the questions here, because I just want to mention that uh, the proposal process, but Connor, do you want to add to that by chance? Yeah, so, yeah, so one, of the, one of the things we noticed um, initially with proposals and things like that is, well, firstly, the current system we have is very different to what we started with. So the current system we have, so core team has a limit, for example, for the amount of uh, shiny we can allocate to a project um, initially. So it's like, well, that gives us the ability to just say yes to things without getting the entire community to vote on something small, um, providing core team is like, yep, this is cool. Um, we also have a bounty board, which community members can provide suggestions for as well. So it might not get approved, but that's for smaller tasks as well. And then we have bigger things like proposals where, um, let's say, one of the things we had go through recently was a UI UX onboarding of um, two of our members interviewing other members and um, generally trying to figure out a really good inflow and onboarding process for people coming into Shiny because that's something that we've notoriously struggled with is getting a, a flow for people to get straight into the action. Um, so they put a proposal through for that and um, it allowed us to see exactly who they were, what they were wanting to do, how long it would take, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but what we found is that the people who want to put forward proposals and who are most actively engaged in doing things like bounties are those who have experience typically working for themselves or building their own things outside of, say, a salaried position. Um, and people who are joining Shiny who don't have that much experience either working for themselves or in any kind of entrepreneurial capacity um, really struggled to wrap their head around this idea of doing a bounty and getting paid a small amount for a small-ish job or writing a proposal because they didn't know how much to charge for it. Um, so we had to spend quite a lot of time figuring out ways to do that. And as someone who's been a freelancer for like half a decade now, it has been a process that I'm very comfortable with, but something that we recognize a significant amount of people joining Shiny are either going to be new um, to the, the entire ecosystem whether that's NFTs or crypto, or generally to this idea of a social DAO or governance or things like that, where typically they would just be given responsibilities and they would be given a salary uh, based on qualifications or things like that. Whereas now we're looking a lot more for in this type of community, we're looking for proof of work, we're looking for general enthusiasm, we're looking for people who have initiative, um, which is quite a stark contrast to how most people uh, have worked 
that we have found up to this stage anyway. But it's been fruitful. It's been really good, the stuff we've developed up to this point, I think. Awesome. Does that answer uh, your question, by the way? That does. Make oh, whoa. Uh, Adam, do you want to mute yourself if you're not speaking, mate? Sorry, there's just some background Sorry. coming from here, Mike. Um, no, that answers my question fantastically. I really appreciate the, like, the, the thorough responses here. Like, I can tell you guys are thinking very, very deeply about this, and obviously that is why we wanted to chat here. Um, I'll pose this question to the audience one more time. If you guys have any questions, feel free to drop them in the Hangouts text. Um, and then my final question for you guys is mostly centered around the future of Shiny. Like, and maybe just like more broadly, the future of, of social DAOs. Like, what are you guys most excited about in the next like six six ish months um, for Shiny? And then just like in general, maybe connected to what you're excited about from the DAO specific perspective. Um, what are you guys most excited about in like the social DAO space? And and what are you what do you plan to be working on on that end? I'll let you lead on that one, Adam, since you're more heads down into DAOs. Your mic quality, sir, is horrendous. Do you want to leave and join back? And I'll take this for a sec. Dang, he just told you to leave. I did. <laughs> is this I said, better? I said, that much. is better, yes. You sounded like you were being Girl. eaten by a robot. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> he's probably been rugged by his internet. I, mean, I, did start, I did start this call by saying I have very strong opinions. Um, <laughs> uh, audio quality being one of them. Um, but, but yeah, so uh, in terms of what six months vision for, for Shiny, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I'm doing, um, which is related to design, which is um, largely around the merchandise side of the moment. I want that up and done. Um, and a very premium experience compared to what I'm seeing in the landscape at the moment. Um, and generally just being a steward for the identity is, is my goal. Um, but we're also looking at um, fleshing out our main website to be a more pleasant onboarding experience. So a lot of social DAOs and, and communities you'll see, not to name any names, but have very poor uh, web experiences that don't really provide any information to those who are uninitiated. So we're hoping to change that and make a pleasant onboarding experience. Uh, behind the scenes of that site will be some kind of token gating, which will provide access to um, what we have at the moment, which is a beta site. It's like beta.shinyobjects.gg, which is like a timeline of articles and in in information and uh, partnership news. So stuff that will be stored on the web and is much easier to have as like an evergreen piece of content than, say, putting everything into Discord. Um, there's going to be more perks coming for shiny feather holders. So um, the Super C and the DOS partnerships and tradies partnerships are a good start, but we're hoping to layer on more perks for those holders. The same for the Shiny token. We have some ideas of what Shiny token could either be used for as a currency, um, or I'm not going to say much more than that, or other ways that we can bring more perks to our ecosystem of token and NFT holders. Um, then when it comes to, oh, Adam has raised his hand. He's back in the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And 
looking um, in terms of the proposal side. We're hoping to flesh out our bounty board a little bit more, produce more content, and generally be more present outside of the Discord. Uh, we're reaching the stage where the Discord is absolutely chocked full of amazing content and amazing minds. But we are, I think the next goal is to figure out ways to best condense, extract, and publish that. So I've given our six months for shiny future, Adam. Do you want to talk a little bit about where you see social DAOs going? Sure. First, I want to make sure I'm not a robot anymore. You know, you've, you've come back to human form. Excellent. Excellent. I, uh, how embarrassing. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, I, I, I caught part of what Connor was saying there and, and all that's true. And um, in terms of how I see that landscape really evolving, you know, this problem again of Discord pushed beyond its means, I think everyone's facing that in a long time. Uh, everyone tries to fit a square peg to a round hole at some point with this. You know, it was made for, for a certain type of community and then our community took over and there's many things, many people, but its limitations are every day or seen. So even though we make the most of that with custom bots and just trying to bring clarity as much as we can, I do see that like Discord, I don't say in the next year necessarily, but I think over the next few years will become sort of like this very ancient way we talk about collaboration. Um, but having said that, I think that DAO collaboration isn't just this one sort of catch-all program or place that we all meet up. It's going to be kind of like Lego blocks in terms of how we connect into things. And, you know, Discord will still be around. I'm sure many communities will still use it. Um, I just think that once you get to a certain threshold, uh, it just you, it grows beyond its means. So I really see uh, social DAOs and communities um, building an alternative because it, it dictates that we, we have to create something that really... Uh, speaks to the nuances of, of, uh, of DAOs and communities um, as they exist right now. So um, while there's always the human factor, I don't think technology is going to solve every problem. I think we have to sort of figure out ways to communicate. And I think one thing, again, Shani has been exceptional at is, you know, again, really figuring out the human, pro- um, where the hiccups are in terms of communication and clarity. And I think that will never go out of style. And I think that will always be something to constantly refine and make sure. And you have to sort of check with the community to make sure where you're at. Um, one thing with you really deep into Discord, if you have certain privileges, you can forget how hard it is or what it's like for people to come in and, and what questions are you asking repeatedly. So um, I think it comes down to, to people being people and just making sure that we're clear no matter what kind of format we're or platform we're on. Um, I think that's that's paramount. So I, I really set the kind of into more fruition. I think people like FWB have also thought of things like this in a way. And you know, I wonder again if Four Friends also had similar conversations about what do we do beyond Discord and thinking next few steps and, um, and and what that looks like. So I think, again, the hive mind will kind of exist because if you check my Twitter and you have a certain crew or you, you certain voices that you kind of listen to on these topics, it definitely feels like almost osmosis that we're all kind of on a similar page or maybe a different place in that page, but that we're all kind of thinking there has to be something beyond this. So let's sort of figure out kind of, and, and I think just organically people will work on things and they just will like, that's great. So for instance, I don't know if Connor mentioned while we're out, you know, we just sort of logged in with, uh, we just sort of adapted with D-Work for our bounty board. And that solves a lot of problems for us. Um, and it just seems like clearly this was a pain point in this landscape that was desperately needed uh, to, it once again, something beyond Discord, but also helps bring clarity to who's want, who's working on what, who would like to work on something, and how can we move that through a pipeline where people know it from concept to completion, how things are going. So um, I, I think that's just going to get bigger and bigger as, as the space evolves. Yeah, no, agreed across the board. I think the, I think we have a very limited view right now of what it means to to be 
digitally social. I think we think like, oh, we need to live in a platform like Facebook or Twitter. Oh, if we want it to be private, we need to live on a platform like Discord or Telegram and being able to like tie communities together in like a truly decentralized way um, is what DAOs and and tokens and NFTs enable. And I, I don't think we are leaning into that as much as we possibly could. So definitely agree there. Um, I feel like you have to unlearn things too. I feel so much as you mentioned there too, like we're so used to a certain way. So we'd let that thinking kind of really box ourselves in and to think beyond that. It's, it's always a bit of a hard sell to some people because they're really sort of stuck on that mentality or what's going on. And so it, it requires a certain uh, imagination to think beyond uh, what we're doing now and also accept the fact that just because you envisioned it doesn't mean you're, it's going to go through iterations. You're going to go through things and it's never going to be as fully formed in your head as it is, even if it's not as fully formed in your head, but that just sort of being open to interpretation. And um, again, I spoke with you earlier about that sort of hive mind aspect, which it definitely feels real, uh, that people are, are really want to achieve the same things or just something that is beyond what we know now. And so we just, we learn the hard way. We're, we're trailblazing here. Definitely. And, and also to add to that, we have noticed over the last, well, nearly a year now that Discord as a base level is fine to a certain scale however as we mentioned like i mentioned the bookmarking bot that has been an absolute lifesaver for so many people and people talk about it all the time and it's it's not a difficult or complicated bot you react with an emoji and it sends you a message but it allows you to get past one of the issues of discord being um kind of ethereal and things disappearing very quickly um and lots of people i see on twitter all the time being like Discord is an unusable experience for communities, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's not, but if you know nothing about building a quality Discord or have no ability to build a bot that solves some of these problems, for example, or use a different service like Dwork, then of course that ecosystem is going to, or that particular software Discord is going to be a pain in the ass. Um, and, and it's something you have to figure out and work around. And I think people are expecting a lot right now from one particular piece of software. Yeah, that just I want to add on to this point real quick before we wrap up. It's it's interesting because I think again this is like permeating through so much of the DAO stick. Like with treasury management, for example, folks are saying like, "Hey, treasury management is hard. I'm going to use X tool to help me manage my treasury." But that tool is not going to change the fact that you still have 95% of your treasury in your native token. And like you don't have a strong diversification strategy or aren't thinking about like proper ways to allocate your treasury. The tool can only make that strategy easier to execute on, but it's not actually going to like build the strategy for you and help you think that like make a thoughtful game plan as to, as to what that could look like for your DAO. The same goes for Tom. Um, and I, I think like the, as you mentioned, like Discord has its pros and cons, but you can have a really thriving community in a Discord if you actually think very carefully about like how do you want comms to happen and which comms do you want to happen where. Um, and most people are just like, hey, let me get a template Discord up, throw some channels together, and, and we'll see what happens. And then they'll go to Twitter and say, Discord sucks. It's sort of like that meme with the, the guy like pointing his gun at the dead man, and he was like, and it's like, this, like the, the guy is like, you know, Discord, and he was like, why did Discord do this to me? Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah no completely agree across the board 100 i really want to this is i keep getting confused when i'm on twitter spaces this is when i'm hitting that like 100 percent emoji just to, to voice my uh appreciation for all the things that you say there it's so spot on and it doesn't replace i think people want to walk they want to run before they can walk mm-hmm. and 
want to get ahead of themselves and they end up tripping naturally and they wonder why and they want to point blame but if you really sort of take a deep breath and think again what do you deeply want to do and i think that's sort of lacking and you're right no tool is going to be uh going to replace that kind of deliberate thinking needed to strategize uh how you're going to go about something um that won't stop people from constantly offering solutions to try and do that but i think if you've been in the space or you are of the mindset to think okay what do i need here i should be asking certain questions to get these things as opposed to just jumping to conclusions um you know, there'll be an audience for both, but the ones that really do the deep thinking are the ones that are going to be able to, I feel like weather the storm a bit better, but it's not just deep thinking, right? You need to have, have feedback to and make sure you have a feedback loop with your community as well. And that you're not to one side or the other. Uh, it has to sort of really, it's just constant things that work. I'm kind of reminded, I don't know if you have you read the book or know of Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. Yes. yes. And uh, I really think that really applies to um, all of this as well. And I, I recommend that book uh, to anybody again who wants to get a, a level thinking where you know you have again two modes of thought. And as to our community and what Connor had mentioned in regards to how we have created bots to sort of facilitate that kind of thinking of those who want to jump in and start something, we don't want to stop them from doing that. But there is some rails that we have here that you can do it easier. And then those who want to do things more passively, how they can also contribute and feel like their voice is being heard. Uh, and it is. So just appealing to both these sort of sides of the brain or these paces uh, is, I think, one of the fundamental pillars of, of why being able to do so well and why I think we're just going to get better as we go forward. Agreed. And having a varied community really helps as well, because um, something I've noticed going into communities where it's solely focused upon one topic, sometimes you end up having problems that are very obvious if you simply brought in someone from another industry. Um, so... I, as a designer, I am not technical in any capacity, but if I have an idea about something, I know there are 15 or 20 devs uh, who are absolutely rock solid inside of Shiny who I can just ping and be like, is this a dumb idea? And they'll be like, no, that's actually potentially viable you, or, or something like that. And, or someone have an idea for a bot or, or whatever. And it will be an open conversation and a create a, like a true creative collaboration rather than kind of simply fumbling around and and having a feedback loop of people who are all of one skill set. Totally. Cool beans, yeah. Well, I don't think their audience... Let me double-check one last time. Oh, oh then that's just Connor sent the link. Um, I don't think their audience questions. Um, so I think we can wrap up there. But uh, appreciate you both dearly. for the, This was super, super fun. Always learn a ton from talking to, to the Shiny Gang. Um, and hopefully we can do more stuff like this soon. Likewise. Uh, yeah, it, it's been great. And I'm glad we finally got to work this out. So hopefully in first of many, but I uh, appreciate you and, and all that Forefront does. Yeah, thank you very much for your time today. And thank you to everyone who's listening. Um, if you have any questions, you can, my DMs are always open. Um, so you can ping me any questions if you have anything about Shiny or the links I shared in the chat. Sick. Sounds good. Have a good one, y'all. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hey fam, thanks for listening to the Forefront Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please visit us on Twitter at Forefront underscore or on the web at Forefront.market. You can come through our Discord too, anytime, night or day. We'll see you next time.